you came out tonight early, aggressive. What was different for you tonight in terms of just setting the tone with your game in this game? Ball. 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 This is Orange Ball Juice, the show where I make my two teenage sons co-host a basketball podcast with me so they can tell their dad what to think about the NBA and hopefully help me win my fantasy pool. So, without further ado... Ball. Welcome to Orange Ball Juice, always fresh, never toxic, family-friendly b-ball blabber. My name is Brooks, and as always, I'm joined by my two household NBA analysts, my teenage sons, Spency G and Marky Man. How you doing, Marky? Doing good. And uh, how are you, Spency? Doing pretty good. Uh, listeners, you may notice that Spency sounds a little weird. Well, the real Spency G is actually in Florida with a friend for March break right now, but I managed to create an AI chatbot based on Spency's personality and basketball IQ. That's crazy. Wow, that is pretty crazy. Um, and uh, maybe Spency G-Bot will be a permanent replacement for the real Spency G. What do you think, Marky Man? Sounds like a good idea to me. Yeah, what do you think, uh, Spency G-Bot? Yes. Hmm, well... Much to consider. Um, once again, we'd like to thank our guest from last week's show, uh, actor, comedian, Hall of Fame podcaster, and L.A. Clippers superfan, Paul Shear. When we spoke to Paul, uh, the Clippers were coming off of a four-game losing skid, and then the same night that we, we, we spoke with him last Friday, uh, there was another nail-biter in Sacramento, and they lost that game as well, so that, that stretched their losing streak to five games. But since then... I think the clouds may have parted in Clipperland a little bit because last Sunday they beat the Grizzlies at home. Then they beat our Raptors in a tough game yep. uh, last week. And then uh, last night they beat the Knicks 106-95. to 95. So suddenly they've strung together uh, three wins. What do you think? Do you think the Clippers are back? Yeah, I mean, I think... I mean, if if they're back, it means they're never, like, in my opinion, means they're never really gone. I mean, it was a five-game losing streak. Like, it happens. Like, yeah. I don't think... It was like something to be insanely worried about. I think it was just like they just weren't aren't not that good. I think that's what it was. Like it's not like they were so good and then suddenly they they're not anymore. I just think you know they they won a few games that are really good games, but you know. Yeah, I mean, so I mean, just looking at the standings, they're still in fifth, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't think we all know what their limitations are. Uh, I think, you know, and I think that, uh, you know, they've won three in a row. They're five and five in their last 10. So even though they had that yeah. five game losing streak, you know, they're five and five in their last 10 and they're sort of battling. And right now they're kind of just slightly ahead of the Warriors who have their own problems, who still don't seem to be able to win at home. And, uh, you know, they have Steph back and they've had these dramatic wins and all that. But nonetheless, you know, the Clippers are right there. I don't think they're going to all things considered, and they're just kind of just behind the Suns, but the way things are going, I don't think they're, they're going to catch the Suns. I think the best they can hope for is, is finishing fifth. What do you think? Yeah, I, I would agree with that. Yeah, and uh, how about you, uh, Spency G-Bot? Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I think we're all <laughs> unanimous on that one. Yeah. So um, it's Sunday, March 12th, 2023. Um, we are looking back at week 21, so why don't we talk about some... Highlights. That was awesome. And lowlights. Oh, come on, dude. 
Okay, Marky Man. So, what's your uh, what's your big highlight for this 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 week? I'd say Josh Giddey's seventeen points, seventeen assists, eleven rebound, triple double against the Warriors in the win. Uh, as a, like I was saying this earlier, while we weren't recording, I think Josh Giddey is like the strangest player. Like he doesn't seem to have any moves that he does. He kind of just he'll he'll have a he'll do a little spin move every once in a while. But he really just runs around the court and puts the ball in the net in the simplest way possible. And then his assists are just like, they're not any fancy assists. You don't, you, you wouldn't even realize that he has 17 assists just because of how like basic everything he does is. <laughs> yeah. Which is like a really good thing. Yeah, basic is good if it's simple and you're and it's leads yeah. to production and you're yeah, seventeen assists is, yeah. is amazing. Oh, yeah. It was crazy. And around. eleven rebounds. Oh, yeah. You know, it's not like he's some gigantic dude. Yeah. But he's yeah he's very active on the court it yeah. seems yeah so and you know and Shea had thirty points yeah. that game and that was a big home win for them against um, you know a Golden State team in that in that game Steph had an incredible game forty points six rebounds seven assists but it wasn't enough to 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 beat the Thunder at home yeah you know as we know the Warriors are sitting in sixth so good for them yeah. um, six and four in their last ten and you know. As of right now, the Thunder on the are on the outside looking in, trying to, you know, catch the Pelicans, the Jazz, the Lakers, um, to try to make it to, you know, a play-in spot, right? Yeah. And I think yeah. they want to, and I think they're a dangerous team. And if they do make it into the play-in, you know, they'll be a tough team to play against. I am honestly, like, shocked that the Lakers have made it up. It's insane. Yeah, well, they... Yeah, the Lakers have they they they've, they've won three straight. They're seven and three in their last ten. So, yeah. uh, you know, good for them. And uh, that you know, LeBron's out. He's probably going to be out for a bit longer. Yeah. Um, but nonetheless, um, they they are putting something together. And yeah. Uh, yeah, things have changed in the West. Although the more things change, the more they stay the same. I mean, look at mm. how look at these records from from basically from. The Timberwolves somehow are sitting in seventh still. Yeah, four and six in their last ten. But the Mavericks, three and seven in their last ten. Obviously, nothing. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers could could move up. Like, yeah. Well, there's three teams now as of today, which is Sunday, March twelfth. There's three, six, seven, and eight. Or pardon me, seven, eight, and nine are all thirty-four and thirty-four. Yeah, those teams. So the Timberwolves, Mavericks, and Lakers are exactly five hundred teams. Are, like. The Warriors are only thirty-five and thirty-three, and the Jazz are only thirty-three and thirty-five. You know, and and then there's the Pelicans and the Thunder, both at thirty-two and thirty-five, and the Trailblazers at thirty-one and thirty-six. Trailblazers could get hot and yeah. move way up. Any of these teams can, you know. Oh, yeah. This the the only teams that the season is truly over for in the West is the Spurs and the Rockets. Like that's yeah. really it. Everybody else is still yeah. fighting for a, a potential playoff berth, and I think. It's so wide open, and even way up the standings in fifth uh, and even fourth, the Suns, although they they're seven and three in their last ten, and they've looked really good um, si- since the All Star break. Um, and you know, we'll talk about Katie and the injury and all that yeah. in a bit. But they're only thirty seven and thirty. It's like it's not like they're, yeah. you know, yeah, because they had a they had a stretch where when Booker was out and they weren't playing that well. But now it's different. You know, even without Katie, they still look really really good. Yeah. Um, anyway, um, what's your low light for uh, this week? My r- low light is 
the Scotty Barnes situation slash Fred Van Vliet situation with technical fouls. Right. So the technical, the Scotty Tech yeah. and ejection, we should yeah. say, was in the right at the end of the game against Denver in Denver. And yeah, it was brutal. I mean, yeah. he got ejected right at the end. Of, he got a technical and ejection right at the end of the game with the game on the line. The game was within yeah. what two points at the time or something. Yeah. And they, the Raptors ended up losing. And yes, yeah, it was like there's problems with the Scotty's one of our best clutch players. Like, best players in the clutch, maybe even the season more than, like, any other player, maybe behind Pascal. Because, like, you know, he he's known for not having any points and then having 17 points in the fourth quarter. Like, he's, we need him. And what he, like, whatever he said, he probably just, like, sure, he said it. he shouldn't have said something or whatever, but players do it all the time. And the other ref that was standing right beside him, way closer than the one the one that actually gave him the tech, was like so confused with what was going on. He didn't understand why Scotty Barnes was given a tech, and everybody was confused. Yeah. So I, I'm sure individually that ref took something personal, which seems to was specifically that I don't remember what ref that was, but he seems to have issues. And according to Fred VanVleet, have personal issues with the Raptors. That's what Fred VanVleet says. So, you know. Yeah, I think. Uh... I think that's definitely seems to be the case. I don't yeah. know. And then, of course, Freddie, after the following game, which was against the Clippers, which we lost by set by eight. Um, so, you know, there was this, another yeah. officiating situation. Freddie made made a comment afterward and, you know, got fined. So, I mean, where what does it all add up to? What does it all mean? Does it mean anything? Does I mean, matter? I think it does mean something like it's you know it, a ref making a call is going to change the game no matter what for certain like if if there's four minutes left in the game and the tech is given a player gets ejected yeah that's gonna not only get a key player out the game it's like changing the entire like swinging the what's it called like like the momentum yeah the momentum the, yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. So and that's yeah, that's basically what Freddie's saying. Yeah. It's like the fans don't pay to watch the refs. Yeah, I yeah, I mean it's it's all very difficult. I agree, and I mean Freddie was very careful in that statement yeah. to to say that he likes the refs and he thinks they do a good job the majority of the time. It's it's very difficult. I I thought the technical against Scotty was very difficult because it did, and and I, and I'll also it did change the outcome of the game. There's no yeah. question. And I'll also say if it had gone the other way, I don't want my team to win on a very questionable technical and ejection right at the end of yeah. the game, like on the other team, if I don't really understand what happened, yeah, sure. I'll take a win anyway. I can get it, but it does sort of, it's not, you know, yeah. that's not what I want to happen. And even like the players that are interviewed after the game that they're on the other team, when a non-call happens or tech happens, they'll just be like, yeah, yeah I don't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I don't know. Like, Calls yeah. are made like they're not even saying like, no, nothing happened. We won. Like yeah. everybody's acknowledging that it's a problem. Yeah, and it's. I think the the thing with all refereeing is like players, fans, they want consistency. You know, if yeah. they want to know where the line is, and they don't want to feel like, well, last week 
I did something worse and nothing happened. And this week I yeah. barely raised my voice yeah. and now I'm getting a technical and ejection. It's all very, if it feels arbitrary, then the players don't know where they stand. And granted, you know, I get it. Guys need to keep their tempers in check and they can't be aggressive toward the refs and all of that stuff. I, I totally agree. Yeah. The refs need to be protected um, and all of that stuff. But anyway, yeah, it was a bummer. It was just a way, it was just extremely frustrating watching that game. Yeah. Um, and then of course, you know, it's been a bad week for the Raptors. Uh, they lost three in a row on their, on their road trip uh, to the West coast. And uh, yeah, I mean, they're, their season but we'll we'll talk more about the raptors later um pretty crazy week i mean i want to talk very quickly about some of last night's games um like for instance uh as we mentioned suddenly the clippers have won three in a row they beat the knicks last night um you know Kawhi scored 38 paul george had a had a had a good game so suddenly things are looking a little better there um and then, in, in, in terms of the other games um, that we, we were watching, some of the some of the highlights, um, you know, I think that that Milwaukee Golden State game was pretty, uh, yeah, pretty exciting. You know, Curry with thirty six points, and he, you know, he poured it on in the fourth to, to tie it, and then they ended up going to overtime and winning again. Different team at home. The Warriors beat the the Bucks. Now, now also remember, Giannis was isn't there, so yeah, you know. I mean, what's the deal with the Warriors? I mean, are they going to be able to? Is it just this thing where they can only win at home, and that's going to bite them in the butt in the playoffs? Yeah, it's really strange that whole away game situation. But I, yeah, I mean, what is funny is when I'm watching Warriors games, I feel like they're like way better than they are. Like when you watch them, they almost have very similar offense to how they like how the dynasty warriors were like, well, yeah, it's like, all the same guys. Yeah, it's, it's the same coach. It is. I mean, I wouldn't say it's the same guys, but like the main, Pretty yeah, close. there's a main, yeah, there's it's guys the like, same. Yeah. Curry and clay and Draymond, like yeah. those three, Iguodala it's stuff. the same team as last year, except for a few bench pieces. Yeah. Yeah. And, but yeah, like the offense is the same, the, 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 the passing, the screens, the pick and roll, it's all very similar and the amount of threes they take is insane. Like yeah. they, they look really good and they're a really entertaining team to watch. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. They just haven't been able to pull it together. Yeah. In a way game. So it's just kind of strange. Another big game from last night was, uh, the Sacramento at Phoenix. Sacramento comes out on top one twenty eight uh, to one nineteen. Sacramento had seven players in double digits. Once they, they've been, they're eight and one since the All Star break. Yeah, you know they're sitting now uh, in second place. They've they've passed the Grizzlies. Um, you, you know, are they? I mean, are are they better than we think they are? Are they gonna? Are are they? They're not just a novelty anymore. They're not just like no. oh cool look they're overachieving. Yeah. What do you think is the deal with them? I mean, it's insane. They're they're the second best team in the West. Like that's. Yeah, I never thought I'd be saying that. Well, they're they're basically tied for second. They yeah. it's a forty and twenty six record for both them and the Grizzlies. Yeah, but no, they're definitely a really good team. Like I, even like a part of me still think it's 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 just a fluke. But no, yeah. like like I want honestly my like I want to think it's a fluke, but it, it really isn't. Like it's just they're yeah. a really good team. They're entertaining to watch. They're super quick. And it, they, as I say, they all score. Yeah. You know? 
it's obviously that everybody knows their defense. I can't remember. It's a, they have like a 25th rated defense or something yeah. like that. And history shows that you can't win a championship with a poor defense. Yeah. Um, but maybe they can tighten it up in the playoffs and maybe they can, you know, who knows? Yeah. But I mean, they also won in Phoenix against Phoenix. Granted, no KD, but Phoenix was on a four game winning streak. Yeah. I could for sure see them doing something in the playoffs because, I mean, when you're playing defense and you're like and you're in the playoffs, you're desperate. Like, you need to win. Yeah. So obviously, the defense levels up no matter what. Yeah. And if you don't play defense, and you're you're out. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. I, I honestly think it won't be that big of a deal. I think, but the, one of the things is De'Aaron Fox has never played in a playoff game ever, and he's the number one player on the Kings. So it's I think what will, will knock them out is just lack of experience. Yeah. I mean, I don't... It's tough, though. No one really, really expects them to be... I don't know. No one... It seems even now, even though they keep winning down the stretch, no one's talking about them as a as a threat to win at all. Yeah. But there does become a point where it's like, well... I mean, like, I guess they are a threat to win the NBA yeah. Finals. I guess they are, but it's like... It's just... It doesn't feel right. Yeah. It's very, I mean, it's, it's, even though the Nuggets have kind of like, they almost got beat, theoretically, they could have gotten beaten by rap, the Raptors the other night. That was pretty close. Yeah. The Raptors, uh, seem to, you know, put a lot of pressure on them. And then they lost, uh, a weird one against, um, the Spurs of all teams yeah. on Friday. And that's with Jokic with a triple double and Murray getting 24.6 rebounds and seven assists and still, I don't know. I guess the Spurs just, you know, this happens sometimes, yeah. a, a crazy upset. I'm not too worried about Denver. They're still 7-3 and three in yeah. their last 10. They've lost two straight now. Yeah. Um, but. Murray just got the franchise record for three-pointers. That's right. So, you know, it's it, all in all, um, it's been uh, pretty pretty crazy. And then, again, in the, in the in the East, it's still, you know, the Bucks. granted, they, they've lost a couple games now, but Giannis has been out, but they're still 8-2 and two in their last 10. Um, yeah. They lost last night, but again, it took, you know, Golden State at home with Curry, fully healthy, um, winning in overtime. It's still, you know, had to go to overtime, and that's with no Giannis. You know, the, that, that, um, the Bucks team is showing now, now that guys like Drew Holiday are back and in form and Chris Middleton and, you know, beyond Bobby Portis, you know, these other players and that are playing really well for them. Suddenly, uh, they're suddenly they seem like they, they look pretty deep and Brooke Lopez, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. uh, just so many guys. So if Giannis comes back, I mean, to me, they're still the favorite. It's hard to pick a team over the Celtics, but, you know, at the, at the end of the day, I would say that the Bucks are still the hottest team in the NBA. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree with that. I mean, I find myself cheering for the Celtics. I don't know. I just I just like the Celtics. Yeah. I mean, the Bucks, yeah, they're they they've shown to win easily a lot of the time without Giannis. And I think it's because it's like when Giannis is out, they're a bit scared. Yeah. To lose like that would suck if they were just losing, and I I wonder how Giannis would feel if they were just losing all these games when Giannis was out. Yeah, they shouldn't be. I mean, if Giannis was on the Pistons, like they wouldn't be a good team. They would be better, but they wouldn't be a good team. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously there's something else there. Yeah, they have Chris Middleton and Drew Holiday 
Drew Holiday is an all-star. Chris Middleton is all-star caliber. Yeah. And you could even say Brooke Lopez is an all-star caliber player. Brooke like, Lopez looks like he's like he's having a career year. I mean, he's... Yeah. He, uh, he was injured for... Yeah, I met... I, I, on a, In the game on... Um, on Thursday, they beat uh, Brooklyn one eighteen to one thirteen. In that game, he had twenty four points, ten rebounds, and nine blocks, which is a career high for him. Yeah, that's insane. So that's one short of a triple double with blocks. So, yeah. you know, he's playing really intense defensive basketball. Um, and uh, and yeah, I mean, with the honest, I mean, they're they're the kind of team where their defense can really tighten up in the playoffs and become oh, yeah. just yeah. dominant. I mean, um, Drew Holiday's one of the best defenders in the league. Yeah, so it all adds up to them being a huge threat. But um, anyway, um, you know, we had a bit of a different... We didn't say what your guys' uh, predictions were for, for last week and last week's episode because we kind of had a special Clippers-focused episode with, with Paul, uh, our guest, Paul Shear. So, um, but anyway, you guys still did picks from last week, so why don't we look back at your predictions from last week and find out... <laughs> All right, so on Wednesday, Dallas was in New Orleans to take yep. on the Pelicans. So what happened? So I predicted that the Dallas wins by 12, but they lost by 7 to the Pelicans. Um, yeah, I predicted uh, Luca as a top performer, but he had a strangely bad game. Yeah. Uh, but he also got an injury later in the game seems to be with his thigh. Yeah, that's right. And yeah, Kyrie had a Kyrie game, 27 points, six rebounds, uh, and four assists. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't anything. It wasn't a crazy entertaining game, but you know, it's only seven point win. It was close. It was, uh, like, yeah, the Pelicans had a huge second quarter, 35 points in the second quarter and to, uh, Dallas is 19. But then, yeah, Dallas climbed back in the fourth quarter a little bit, uh, 41 points in the fourth quarter, yeah. and but they, it just wasn't enough. As we said before, uh, I don't take it as a good sign that Dallas, I mean, granted it was a road game, but nonetheless, they have Luka and Kyrie, and they can't beat the Pelicans, who are absolutely floundering, falling down the standings. They're out of the play-in right now. They're 3-7 and seven in their last 10. Yeah. And the Mavericks, you know, are also three and seven in their last ten. Yeah, they it's go. Also yeah. yeah, they go into New Orleans and they can't win that game. Um, yeah, yeah, and now Kyrie's injured with a foot issue. Kyrie's got a foot issue now. Luca's got this thigh yeah. injury. You know, I no one really thought that that trade was going to be and going to change things much anyway. Like most of the anal, analysts I heard were like, "Yeah, the Mavs are better," but. It's not enough. To yeah, it's also like, it's. I find it like awkward watching their games. Like it's so yeah. weird. Like because it's like in the fourth quarter in the clutch times, like Kyrie will just pull it from deep three, and Luca's just standing there in the corner and doesn't feel right. Yeah, and it's like oh, and then Kyrie like let's like he he'll miss a huge shot, and it's just like oh god, like what. What is this? They they, yeah. they honestly need to establish. I say give the ball to Luca every time in the clutch. Yeah, like I mean, he has proven that he's a it, he, he like can do obviously it. Kyrie's a great player in the clutch. Yeah, but 
I feel like it'll cause resentment, honestly. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I mean, I, in, at the end of the day, I just don't think that overall they're good enough. But again, they have two superstar players that they're almost certainly going to make at least the play-in. Yeah. So you never know. Uh, and especially when it's as wide open as it is right now in the West, you, you truly never know. Yeah. Uh, but um, so you, uh, yeah, I think uh, Spencey had the edge on that one. Um, yeah. He only had, he also predicted that Dallas win by seven. So in point differential, and I should say McCollum had a really good game. Um, 32 points, five rebounds, five assists. Yeah. He, he's often the, the top guy for them. Especially um, when Ingram's out too. Yeah, and Ingram's out. So in my opinion, that's a game that Dallas has to win if they're oh, a yeah, real definitely. if they're a real contender. Um with no Zion and as we and then the Zion situation, as everybody I'm sure listening to this podcast knows, has only gotten worse. Uh I don't know what's gonna happen, but they are gonna reevaluate him. Are they gonna bring him back from the playoffs? Are they gonna shut him down for the year? Who knows? What do you yeah. think? I mean, it's absurd how like there's setbacks after setbacks and they said yeah, Zion might not come back. It's just like when is it gonna end? Like Yeah. No, I know. I mean it, Yeah. And is he gonna be one of these players where just injuries define I, his career? Yeah, I honestly and, really hope not. Like me too. He's like a super entertaining player to Absolutely. watch. Absolutely. Like, um, and but uh, you know, a lot of people have said. I mean, maybe his playing style is one of the reasons why he yeah. gets injured. So maybe he has to adjust. And what does that mean? Because yeah. you know, anyway. Yeah. It's knows? also. I think this should be mentioned. Uh, yeah, Ben Simmons has another setback with his back. So he had major back problems, and yeah. now it's like it seems the back problems have gone worse again. Mm-hmm. So I I think a reason to him not playing well is his back because a lot of the times when a player gets a back injury it's insanely hard to come back from that like, and be become yeah. your old self yeah and like he was like dunking driving posting up like it's yeah it's it's not good for him yeah it's very different anyway I guess we should we should move on and look at some of these other games so um, OKC was in Phoenix to take on the Suns on Wednesday as well. Um, so what happened? I had Phoenix winning by 10. They won by, what was it, 31? Yeah, they won by 31. Yeah, that's, yeah, that's insane. And that was the, Durant got injured in warm-ups. Yeah, so speaking of <laughs> injuries... That was uh, yeah. what happened there. He, he slipped on that wet spot. I'm sure everyone's seen the highlight by now. I wonder what the ball boy or the, the water boy. Or the the mopper. The, mopper, the mop yeah. person. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it it maybe it was a bit of water, but it's one of those things where guys, some guys, you know, maybe it could have been, you know, a, two drops of sweat or something. Yeah. They yeah. fall in two seconds before. You never right. know with these kinds of things. It's really weird. But, yeah, it stinks. But that's exactly what everyone said about Phoenix, right? Yeah. Uh, and and let's be clear, they won by thirty one points at home yeah. without him. Booker yeah, scores forty four. Yeah, forty four. Yeah. I mean, it, it, they like the OKC stood no chance. It was they were just roll, running through them the entire game, except for the second quarter. But then after the second quarter, uh, the Suns just shut them down completely. Yeah. I mean. Uh, Terrence Ross had a nice 24 points. Chris Paul at 18 points, nine assists. So, you know. Yeah, I mean, Phoenix, the, the point is, even without KD, before he came back, they were already kind of 
rounding back into form. Booker looked like his old self. They were putting and the, you know, eight yeah. playing really well. So, and then with KD, they looked scary in the brief period they had. But the only knock that anyone has said about this whole experiment is, hey, what about injuries? Because yeah. he's coming back from a long injury. Yeah. Booker, Booker, I think is better. <laughs> he looks fine. Uh, but with Katie, that's the big question mark, but you know, wouldn't it be wild if he basically just comes in as a ringer in the playoffs with like limited minutes and they win that way with him as like this sort of, yeah, yeah. you know, they're like, Oh, we're worried about his injury, but we can still bring him in. And he's just this X factor that puts him over the top. Cause I don't think there's been anything like this in the past. Like, trade deadline superstar player at his level to come yeah. into a team yeah. this late in the season and you know yeah it's insane it's weird like it, it's a very unique situation so we'll see how it pans out so anyway um on thursday golden uh sorry <clears throat> pardon me golden state was in memphis to take on the grizzlies so what happened so i had golden state winning by two that definitely did not happen grizzlies won by 21 um yeah, it was it was just not close the entire game. Memphis absolutely destroying them. They made a little tiny push in the third quarter and at the very start of the fourth quarter, but then Grizzlies completely shut it down like Yeah. And then it was yeah, just Yeah, the Grizzlies won the fourth quarter 32 yeah. to 17. Yeah. Um so, yeah. And I, continuing trend of the Warriors and yeah. not playing well on the road. It was so strange because like it was the big game. Dylan Brooks was getting in Draymond's right. face. That's right. Curry and Draymond were going at it, or Curry and Brooks were going at it a little bit. Steve Kerr did not seem to be happy with <laughs> what was going on, but you know, yeah, it, it, it was pretty lame. They were doing all this build up to this game, but then it was just a oh yeah, game. on the TNT broadcast. Like I know yeah. it's this thing where they're trying to turn these sort of like sideshow elements into, you know, it's like a as if it's a wrestling match against yeah. Draymond versus Dylan Brooks. And that's fine for what it is. But at the end of the, at the end of the day, I don't really think the, even, I mean, I don't know, the fan bases might be, <laughs> you know, thinking that's so great and so amazing, but yeah. you know, and Draymond had a good game. Uh, yeah. I think 15 points, five rebounds, seven assists. And Dylan Brooks probably maybe had, just as good of a game. Um, he had a monster block in that game, but he yeah. also had 14 points, four rebounds, six assists. Yeah, but on like one for seven from the three-point line, yeah. six for 15, like he's in a embarrassingly low-efficient player. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And especially the three-point shot has been uh, like atrocious. But what's, what, I, what, what I think is great, um, I mean... Obviously, you know, we could make it it easily make it a low light from now until forever, <laughs> potentially the whole John Morant situation. We yeah. know he's out indefinitely. Um, I hope that, you know, at the very least he's, you know, held accountable for his actions and that it all works out, um, you know, for the best, whatever that means. I honestly don't know what that means. Yeah. But the point is, you know, the Grizzlies right now, they don't have him. They don't have Adams either, who's still uh, injured. Yeah. But you know, Tyus, and Brandon Clark's out for the entire season. Right. So Tyus Jones in that game, twenty-two points, four yeah. rebounds, eleven yeah. assists, and three steals—a monster yeah. game from him. You know, Jaron Jackson Jr. A, 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 had twenty-two points and yeah. nine rebounds. It's basically Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson Jr. That's yeah. the big three. That's their big three now, and uh, 
you know, they won at home against Golden State, uh, even though Curry's back and yeah. even though Draymond played pretty well. But again, as we know, Golden State doesn't seem to be able to win on the road. Nonetheless, um, you know, they they won. They went, you know, Memphis, everybody's expecting them to just absolutely fall apart. But, you know, maybe not. You know, maybe they'll weather the storm. Uh, they're six and four in their last 10 and they've won two straight. Uh, they also won last night um, against Dallas at home. Yeah. And Desmond Bain had a, had a had a big game for them. So who knows? Anyway, uh, another I thought was a really interesting matchup and I was really interested to see what you guys thought and also uh, how it turned out. But the, the Knicks were in Sacramento on Thursday to take on the Kings. Yeah. So what happened? I had the Knicks winning by three. They lost by five. Uh, I had Randall as a top performer. He was for the Knicks. But uh, DeMontis Bonas had a huge triple-double, 24 points, 13 rebounds, and 10 assists. Uh, it was a pretty fairly entertaining game, especially the fourth quarter. It was it was, it was was close. Um, yeah, I mean... There's not much to be said about this game. It's the Sacramento Kings. They're a great team. It could have yeah. gone either way, especially since Knicks, the Knicks have been really hot yeah. recently. I mean, Bayer had a huge game, 25 points. You know, it, yeah, it was, a, it was a good game. Yeah. Uh, although the the Knicks sort of have run into a bit of a – well, they just they, they haven't had the best road trip. They've lost three straight. Yeah. Um, they after, lost the Clippers. After lost, what, a 10-game win streak? Yeah, they, they were a pretty hot team for a long time, and then they went on this road trip, and they lost to the Clippers. They lost to Sacramento. Um, so, um, but they still, I mean, I don't think we should count the Knicks out just yet. They're still looking no. pretty good, and they're, it's not like they're getting absolutely, you know, destroyed yeah. um, by by any stretch. Um, also, you know, they got, um, they picked up Josh Hart. Um, yeah. He's been good for them. Uh, Randall's still playing well. Uh, it looked like to me, it looked like in that Sacramento game, it was just you know they all the shooting percentages they they just Sacramento just performed better than them in yeah. all those yeah. categories and as they usually do. So uh, that was that was this week. Um, uh, so Spency Spency G bot even pretty quiet this this whole time. But did you? Uh, did you uh, have a good week um, compared to Marky Man? Yes. It's, it's true. He did. He had um, two out of four. Uh, pardon me. He had, what did he have? Yeah, two out of four, and you uh, you only had, what did you have there? One out of four, Marky Man? Yeah. Yeah, and Marky Man only had one out of four on the week. So uh, that means that Spencey G is now at 32 for 60. Uh, 533 batting percentage on the year in terms of wins and losses. So that's pretty good. Um, and Marky Man, you're at 34 for 60 for a winning percentage of 567 so far on the season and wins and losses. On the week, you were pretty close. Marky Man, in the four combined games, your point differential was 81. And Spency, your point differential was 72. That's crazy. Yeah, I guess so. I don't know. Yeah. It's yeah. not that crazy, yeah. but anyway. Um, yeah, well, why don't we um, bust out the b-ball barometer and uh, look ahead to some upcoming games in uh, week 22. Buckets forecast. Okay, so 
on Wednesday, we got L.A. Uh, in New Orleans to take on the Pelicans. So what's the forecast? Um, I'm just going to give it to the Lakers by six. Okay. I'll say D'Angelo Russell is a top performer. He just came off a huge game. And he was saying if he, he was, like, talking <laughs> in the postgame interview, saying if I wasn't injured, I would have been played even better. So, yeah. I mean, he, he seems looks to be good confident in himself. Injury. Yeah, I mean, uh, and I think Mar- I think uh, Spencey had also had LA plus seven with AD as the top performer. Is that right, Spencey G-Bot? Yes. Yeah, okay. So, and then the next one is also uh, on Tuesday. Milwaukee is in Phoenix, and I think this is a really key matchup. Um, potential final, finals matchup. So, yeah. The Bucks are in Phoenix uh, to take on the Suns. So, what's the forecast? It's it's this is pretty tough. I'm gonna give it to the Bucks. Okay, so you got the Bucks by what? One. Milwaukee by one, and who do you have for your top performer? What's it, Joe Ingles? Oh yeah, yeah. you think jo- Joe Ingles yeah. is gonna shoot the lights out? I think so. I mean, he just played amazing. Yeah, he was like, when that last game, uh, was it last night's game? Yeah. Uh, and there were loss. He was five for five yeah. for three. Yeah. Yeah. He can still shoot, that's for sure. Um, and then Spency, I think he, I'll just ask, Spency G-Bot, you said Milwaukee uh, plus five with Giannis is the, the top performer, right? Yes. Okay. So then on Wednesday, uh, we've got, Philly is in Cleveland to take on the Cavs. So who do you got, Sixers or Cavs? This is the three and four seed matchup in the East. That's right. So, you know. I'm going to give it to the Cavs. Uh, and I'll say Mitchell is a top performer. How much is are Cleveland? Uh, Cleveland will win by eight. five. Okay. And you got Mitchell? Yep. All right. So on that one... Um, Spencey had Philly by three uh, with Embiid as the top performer, right? Spencey G-Bot? Yes. Okay. And then also on Wednesday, we got uh, Boston is in Minnesota to take on the the impossible to <laughs> kind of predict Timberwolves. Uh, and, and so what's the forecast for that game? I mean, I kind of, I kind of have to say the Celtics. It could honestly go to the the Wolves, but I'll say Celtics by eight and Tatum as a top performer. Yeah, yeah well, uh, Spency G had a very similar prediction. He had Boston by twelve with Tatum, right? Yes. So, <clears throat> the only one you guys disagreed on um, uh, is oh, I don't know if I said this, but Spency had. Uh, the Sixers by three with Embiid, and you, you're, yeah, you said you, that. You yeah, said okay. So, yeah, I mean, I think it's really interesting what's going to happen in the East. I don't know the Cavaliers. I find them really hard to kind of put my finger on too, because you know they're five and five in their last ten. They're still sitting in fourth. The Nets are they're five and five in their last ten, so it's not a disaster since the trade. They're still kind of like, yeah, holding it together. But the Knicks, uh, although they've won, they've lost three straight. They're now seven and three in their last 10. So they, they've kind of, you know, they've hit a rough patch here. So the heat, uh, are up on, you know, then it goes the heat in seventh, the Hawks in eighth, the Raptors in ninth and the Bulls in 10th. So 
again, very tight. And we still got the, the Wizards and the Pacers are still yeah. uh, in play, I think. That's, What's great for the Nets is that Macau Bridges is basically Kevin Durant. Right. <laughs> watching it, he he almost looks like Kevin Durant. If yeah. you squint in your eyes, you you would if you were watching it, you would guess he's like you're watching Kevin Durant. KD Jr., a mini yeah. KD. And he's yeah. been playing amazing, like yeah. career highs has been all the time. Like Yeah, he well, yeah, I mean I guess he's getting that opportunity, right? Um yeah, yeah he and had uh, yeah. he had third they they had a, a big win um in Minnesota against those uh, weird Timberwolves. Yeah. On Friday, they won 124 yeah. to 123 in overtime. Mikhail Bridges had 34 yeah. points in that game. So, yeah, they look pretty good. Yeah. What I find so funny about the Nets is the whole Cam Thomas situation. He just came out. He had those three 40-point games in a row. <laughs> yeah. And then now he's just back to only being given, like, 17 minutes a game. Yeah. Well, I, I, I understand. He could play. Like, he could probably play as the best player, and they could probably play through him. Yeah. But I just don't think that strategically they want to put all that pressure on him right now. And I don't even think it's like, yeah, he probably have a few like games with like six points shooting like three for 30. Yeah. So, you know, it's also, yeah. I mean, those, those kinds of weird things that happen where suddenly a guy because of the situation is getting a ton of minutes and they're kind of being told you're, you have to be the offense tonight. I think in those three games, they only won one out of, yeah. The three of them. They're all really close, but yeah. Yeah. So it's kind of like whatever. It's just yeah. kind of like a, it's not, it's it's just a unique situation yeah. and it was very strange. But uh, yeah, I noticed that too. I was kind of looking at Cam Thomas. He's basically mostly on the bench. He's yeah. not getting that many minutes. Yeah. Well, very quickly, why don't uh, we uh, check out what's cooking in uh, Chef Pasquale's kitchen? Ciao, I'm Pasquale. Welcome to my kitchen. Here's the reality. They've lost three in a row. We had we already talked about Scotty and the the technical foul and ejection against Denver, and that was really frustrating because that game was really close. And, and yeah. you know, uh, all, you know, Freddie played amazing in that game. Uh, you know, he had 21 points, 14 assists, and two steals. We we almost we we could have beat the best team in the West, and I genuinely think had they done that, had that technical had not happened, and they managed to win, might have been something that changed their whole team I don't know feeling going into the rest of the season maybe I'm overthinking it maybe I it's I don't know but then anyway and then they lost in LA against the Clippers and that was also a close game and they just couldn't they couldn't deal with the you know they couldn't deal with Kawhi and and Paul George in the end and and then now they also lost in L in LA yeah to the Lakers Oh, yeah, sorry to the LA Lakers. Did two yeah. games in that, LA. That was. I saw. I, I didn't even watch the game, and I just saw the score. I'm like, what? I know. I know. I I watched some highlights from it. And Scotty had a, a monster game. Like he, I actually did watch some of it. I watched some of the first half, but it was just too late. I I, I fell asleep. But um, being on the West Coast, but Scotty had 32 points, nine rebounds, seven assists, and a steal. Yeah, and uh, you know, and he unlike like you say, he often has those cold starts, and then he heats up. He actually looked really good at the beginning of the game, um, but then uh, yeah, D'Angelo Russell um, had an incredible game: twenty-eight points, five rebounds, nine yeah. assists, and a steal. Um, yeah, and uh, what are you gonna do? Uh, yeah. And and we got coming up next. We got 
got a homestand. So the Nuggets are coming to Toronto on Tuesday. Then on Thursday, uh, the Thunder are in town. On Saturday, the T-Wolves are in town. And then the following day, Sunday, uh, March 19th, Toronto has to travel to Milwaukee to take on the Bucks. Yeah. So what do you think in those four games? I see them going 2-4, winning against OKC in the Bucks. They're going to beat the Bucks and OKC, eh? That's the second of a back-to-back with travel in between when they have to play the Bucks. So you sure they're going to win that one? I'm sure. Yeah. Oh wow, two and four. Do you do you agree with that, uh, Spencey G bot? I don't know. Well, do you think they're going to be two and four? Yes. Do you think that it's going to? Be, I think they're going to be two and four too. But I think they're going to beat OKC in Minnesota. Would you agree? Yes. Okay. So that's what I'm kind of thinking too. Um, Anyways, it's they they're they're sitting in ninth right now, ahead of the Bulls, ahead uh, of the Wizards and the and the Pacers. But man, it's jammed up in there for that final play in. Yeah, it, yeah. it's yeah, it's going to come right down to the wire. Um, There's only like what 15 games left. Something for each like team. that. Yeah, I mean, uh, well, the Raptors are 32 and 36, which means that's 68 games. So that means they only have 14 games left. So. Yeah. It's getting dicey. It's getting dicey for sure. Anyway, um. I think it's time we uh, turn back the shot clock and Euro step our way into the past for a little bit of time travel trivia. Okay, so Marky Man, I already mentioned to you that on Thursday in a game against Brooklyn, uh, Milwaukee's Brook Lopez had 24 points, 10 rebounds, and 9 blocks, missing the triple-double by 1 block, right? Yep. So my question for you is, what player has had the most recent triple-double that included 10-plus blocks? Ikembe Mutombo. I'll give you a hint. It was in 2018. Was it Jamal Green? Um... Uh, who's capable and this play it was 2018 but this player is still active I mean was he honest was he honest it's a pretty short list of guys that could even have the potential yeah, of getting blocks. 10 blocks in a game uh Rudy Gobert or something Oh, Carl Anthony Towns? It was, uh, um, this hint probably won't help. It was, he actually did this, he achieved this feat on March 11th, 2018, which was his birthday. Just so yesterday was his birthday. Um... So let's let's why don't you just think of it differently? What players that are still active could even come close? Like, what are the players that could get possibly get ten blocks? Like, yeah, Rudy Gobert. Like, I already said him, but uh, like Dwight Howard isn't active now. I don't know. Uh, like you know, like yeah, like. <laughs> All right. How about I'll give you another 
hint. He does the the team that he was on when he did this. He's no longer on that team. Okay. Okay. Um, Dikembe or no, not Dikembe, Bismack Biombo. All right. Here comes the big hint. Then, at the time he was that he did this on March 11, twenty eighteen, he was on the Pelicans. Uh, wait, uh come on. <laughs> I thought that was a dead Anthony game. Davis. Yes, it was Anthony Davis. So he's the last player to have done it. And I, he did I it wouldn't even call him active right now, honestly. Like, what? Like, what are you I, talking like about? He's just injured all the time. Like he basically okay, okay, so he's play. semi-active. But the point is he's under contract to yeah. an NBA team. Active just means he's on a roster. Yeah. He's not retired. Yeah. Um, and anyway... He, so he's the last player to have gotten a triple-double, including 10 or more blocks. Doesn't happen that often. I mean, so I don't even know. That, like, since when does he even get that many blocks? So probably He like, hasn't done it since, and no one has done it since, yeah. so, as far as I could tell. It was a t- tough thing to look up. Um, but, uh, yeah, so he – and it was actually in a loss. Um, it was the Pelicans lost 116-99 to the Utah Jazz, and he – he scored 25 points, had 11 rebounds and 10 blocks. Yeah. And that was actually his, as far as I know, it was his first career triple-double of any kind. Oh. And he got it with uh, with blocks. Oh. So here's a, here's a follow-up question. So you might be able to get this one. Um, two players are tied for the NBA record for most career triple-doubles that include 10 or more blocks with 10 each. So they each have 10 games where they got triple-doubles. Um 10 triple-doubles that included 10 or more blocks. So can you name one of those two players? Dikembe Mutombo. So Dikembe Mutombo is one of them. Can you name the other? Will Chamberlain. Yao Ming. Tim Duncan. Ooh. uh, David Robinson. David Robinson, honorable mention, he had nine. But he's not the other one with 10. Uh, I'll give you a big hint. Ready? Played for the Rockets. I said Yao Ming. No. Uh, played for the Rockets. Yeah, who's like their all-time legendary best player? Oh, Hakeem Olajuwon. That's right. So Dikembe Mutombo and Hakeem Olajuwon had ten apiece uh, of triple doubles with ten or more blocks. David Robinson had nine, and that's just about it. So. As you say, there's not very many games left in the regular season. We are barreling forward to the end of the regular season. It's going to be a race to the finish for these playing teams, and uh, yeah, it's going to be uh, it's going to be insane. Yeah. Um, what do you think about uh, the end of the season, uh, Spency Gbot? That's crazy. Yeah, that was kind of a stock response from him. But uh, I don't know. He sounds, I don't know, this thing, I think we should just keep this thing going. I don't know if we need Spence anymore because the, the bot is, is just fine. What do you think? I don't know. Hmm, that was different because before when I asked him, he said, he said yes. So yeah. maybe he got bored, the yeah. bot got bored of, yeah. of this. Anyway, uh, well, I think we're uh, just about done this episode. Um, I think we got chores and homework to, to, to do, right, Marky Man? And, Not uh, any homework anymore. Oh, lucky. Oh, that's March right. Break. It's your March break. And that's why the real Spencey G is in, uh, is in Florida. And he's actually going to yeah. a, a March madness game yeah. that's going to take place in Orlando this week. I'm not, obviously we don't know which 
teams will be playing. Yeah. But maybe well, maybe yeah. I'll have him do a report from that, and we can uh, we can include it in next next week's episode, yeah. and we can talk a little yeah. bit of uh, a little bit of March Madness. But until then, listeners, we will see you later. Yeah. Bye. I got nothing else to say.